Put your hands together, give a big warm welcome to my friend and soon to be yours, Pastor Damon Wilkes. Oh, go ahead and praise him a little bit in here. It's okay. Man, y'all look good. You look like new money. Most of you. Y'all doing okay today? Good, good. Y'all ready for God to do something? Today, we are talking about the heartbeat. And I'm here to tell you that I believe that the heartbeat of the gospel is change. Because you cannot even begin to repent. Repent means what? It means to change. Okay? So if, if we know our first commandment is to repent and move forward in Jesus, then that means we have to. Let's all get familiar with that word. I know some of you hate it. If you like change, go ahead and put your hand up. Not bad. A lot better than the first. Hey, that's, that's, that goes for, we got all the S's. Anybody that's done next steps knows what I'm talking about. We got all our S's in the uh, first service. Uh, got all my D's and I's in here. So uh, that's the way it goes. If you haven't done next steps, then do it. Uh, that's just the way that works. We, we talked about the We Care Connect card. I'm going to read to y'all. We're going to have a little praise break. We may have to get the worship team back up here. I'm going to read to y'all uh, a couple of, of praise reports that we got just last week. First one, are you ready? So, so look at your neighbor say, I'm ready. Look at your other neighbor say, your hair looks good. <laughs> That's the first one. My grandpa, who has stage four throat cancer, was informed that it is shrinking. And he can swallow again. He's been on a feeding tube for months. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead. Somebody wants to catch this with this guy, I promise you. He said, I, or they said, I got a new job to provide for my family. So much better. Been praying for it for a year. Go ahead. Y'all ready? This is a good one. This is what I, this is what I do when I'm ready. Person says, my diabetic numbers went down to non-diabetic levels. Come on now. Go ahead now. I'm telling you, he will change your blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, there's nothing. Look at your neighbor say he is bigger. Look at your other neighbor say he's bigger. Ooh. Sydney, we may have to get you back up here. It is worthy of it. Oh, I love that song, man. That is good. So, Many of you don't know what this is. Many of y'all, the youth, don't know what this is. It's not a paperweight. It's not some kind of weird medical device. This is a phone. Some of them really didn't know what it was, just FYI. It is a phone that most of us grew up with in the house. If you're in this room, more than likely you had this one. Some of you older ones, I know y'all worked to a switchboard. I know, but, I'm, you know, like, but y'all took wagons to school too. So we're not, I mean, like, is that too much? Is that too much? Okay, my bad. My, my bad. I just want to talk a little bit about good change. Because even though most, of, most people hate, I, I don't like change. Pastor Jeff and I, one of my closest friends, grew up doing ministry together, and we could not be any more different in this area. You will go look in my office or uh, area, and you barely find my seat. Stuff everywhere, and it, it just wherever I put it. His hasn't changed 
in 12 years now or whatever it is. It, it, it literally has gone room to room to room in renovations and not changed. So some of this I know is not going to be easy for some of you, but understand changing is part of life. has to be. Uh, if not, our kids would remain little bitty toddlers and uh, they would just constantly pee and poop and eat and sleep and pee and poop and eat and sleep all day long. Well, eventually they don't do it as much. They still, they still do it, but they don't do it as much. So we're going to talk about some good changes, one of which I think is this. And, and the funny thing is, though, you cannot have a dramatic conversation anymore on these. Y'all remember if somebody made us mad, we'd slam that thing down. Everybody, the neighbors, it doesn't matter. They're going to know we had bad conversation, and I'm going to tell you about it by take that, even though they couldn't hear it. Doesn't make much sense, but, and, and you know, now it's like, I'll take, it's hard to be very dramatic. So it, it would be like this if, if Tim had done something to make me mad. And, and I'm not saying he will. Don't think he would. And, and it just so happened I was talking to Mark. And Mark had told me, he's like, hey, uh, Tim had said this. And I'd be like, what? Word? Not Tim. He would never do say that about me. He said, oh, yeah, he said it. And then, of course, I slam it down. And then here comes the hard part. I start to get my emotions all in it, and I'm going to call him, right? Here we go. And he's, he's going to hear every bit about uh, oh, gosh. Okay. And when I get this phone dialed, he is going to, I'm telling you, uh, uh, he is, oh, I missed out. Okay. All right. Uh, start over. Okay. And by the time you get through half the, boy, I'm going to tell you, you know how you work the conversation up, boy, boy, I'll tell you what, when, when I get hold of him, I'm going to tell him this, and he's going to be like, what? And I'm going to be like, and then you get to dialing in, it takes so long, you go, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> See, that's what's happened in today's society is everything has gotten so quick. If they don't serve us right at Chick-fil-A, if somebody cuts us off, we no longer have to go home and dial somebody and go tell somebody. We get it right now. We're like, I'll show them. Put some little post. I'm not saying none of y'all have done that. But sometimes we're a little too quick <laughs> to voice our displeasure with those around us. We're going to read a story here in a minute about Paul. And, and, and Paul has some perfect examples of this when he gets shipwrecked on the Isle of Malta. And, and we're going to get to that here in a minute. But some of those changes that are good, I looked into medical advancements. Okay. So we're going to read a story here in a minute where Paul gets bit by a snake. And so back in the day, should that happen and things went bad and they would have to cut the arm off, you know, and the thing about surgery back then is there wasn't uh, anesthesia. So basically, the best thing you could hope for, for those that are, eh, or, eh, or, eh, is that too graphic? <laughs> eh, eh, is for them to, get pa to pass out with pain where they just sit still. Because other than that, they're just having to endure it. And so, I don't know, have you all had surgery? Anybody else in here had a surgery before? Aren't you glad for medical advancements? Amen and amen. One of the others that I think is a big one is hairdos. Closer to, closer to God. Uh, what, how is it? 
Yeah. And, and so we, weren't we glad some of those yearbook pictures changed, aren't we? You look back, and, and even though some of that was, there was good things, like I could run to the door without becoming winded. There were good parts of that change that has happened. But, but for most, most cases, we're, we're pretty happy that we got away from that certain style, parachute pants and um, hairdos and mullets. And mullets are back. Well, I mean, so let's stretch our hands out for anybody that's got a mullet today. And, uh, but no, there, there, there are such things as good changes, y'all. And, and change is inevitable. And that's a hard word. Uh, inevitable. Come on, give you some praise. So, but some of those changes are great. Some of those we have to have. Here's the thing about change. Like I said earlier, the we all know the scripture. Matthew four seventeen says, "Repent." This is Jesus talking. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Okay. Do you know what repent means? Means. It means what? It means what? It's a good word. Why have we cursed this word then as adults? We're going to get to that. I, I believe I kind of have, have an indication as to why. I firmly, firmly believe that the change is, is just as vital spiritually as our heartbeat is physically. That there's, there's, there's some things that, that we can do away with in our bodies, and I'll be okay if I just didn't have a pinky. I'd be all right. And, uh, I just couldn't wear a pinky ring. I mean, like, there's certain things that I, I could get away with, correct? However, you're going to need this guy. You, 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 need the, you need the pumper to keep on pumping. And, and so understand, it's the same way in our spiritual walk. If we're not daily accepting and moving in change, we're always going to have concrete shoes on. We're always going to stand still. And, and, and so understand, when God tells us, hey, I need you to change some things up because you, you really not follow me right now. I've been there. I, I'm there quite often. Every day I wake up and go, man, I really need to get this out of my life. And, and, and if I'm not willing to do so, am I really following him? Or do I just come to church? You know, every day something should change in our, in our life. The only thing, of course, that does not change is him. And, and so one of the, the perfect illustrations of this is uh, we live in the country, and I don't know about y'all, have you ever burned anything? We have, our back is, is a mess right now because of all the rain and all this. So basically the only way that we can get this thing back to a normal hay meadow, vibrant, living thing is to burn it. It's really about the only way that we can get that. And here's what happens when you burn something. When you burn it, it pushes all the weeds out. It gets rid of all the things. And so today, one of, one of my things that the Holy Spirit is saying is, are you still burning for him? Or you just got weeds and thicket and thorns and bleh. Because here's the thing. As soon as we can stay in a place of a constant fire, that stuff can't help but fall away from us. It can't help but burn up. So in Acts 28, y'all can turn there if you want to. That would be great. Amen. Amen. 
See, we're not talking about the kind of change while you're, while you're turning. We're not talking about the kind of change where uh, you change your hairstyle or you go to the tanning bed or you get some new teeth. Or, uh, we're not talking about any of that. We're not talking about anything that's on the outside. The biggest change that God wants to see is right here. And it's not even that for those others to see. It's for us. You know, it's for us when we wake up in the morning to look at the person in the mirror and go, all right, God. I want to be more like you. I don't want to be more like uh, the things that I'm seeing. I don't want that style just because they, they look good at it and, and the whole thing. And, and so one of the things that in order to change, it starts right here. In order to change your family, men, in order to change your family and see change in your family, it has to start right here. In order for you to change the job that you may be hating so much right now, it starts where? It starts so much deeper, and you can't help but accept change if you're willing to do that. So Acts 28, it's a great, great story uh, of my, my favorite in the Bible is Paul, of course, Jesus. But my favorite uh, apostle is Paul. Uh, understand Saul, turned to Paul. Saul was a murderous zealot who being Christian, okay? He was there when Stephen got stoned. I mean, he's a bad dude. He ends up changing his life. And when he changed his life, he did not go, I think I'm going to go back that way. See, when he changed it, he changed it. So often we're still kind of holding hands with the old us. Come on, church. We're still holding hands with some of the failures that, that we had and some of the mistakes that we had because it gives us some, de some de definition. It gives us some identity. It gives us some of these things. And so, so often we're holding hands to it when just like Saul to Paul, Paul goes, that's not who I am anymore. I'm a new creation. Isaiah 43, 18 says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on them. Behold, I am doing something new. And, and so this is what Paul had to grab hold of. Now, Acts 28, he had just he had gotten arrested for doing Jesus stuff. He's on this boat with a bunch of prisoners. It's a prisoner boat. I mean, we're not talking about a carnival cruise line. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking like they're in the bowels of the ship. Things go astray, and they shipwreck, and they, and they end up washing up, swimming up on the Isle of Malta. And so, of course, Paul is there with his convictors. This will catch up to you here in a minute. Paul is there with those who convicted him in the very same breath, okay? So just remember that story. He's there with those that, that have convicted him and, and, and talked down on him, probably beat him, the whole thing. So Acts 28 Verse 28, once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. Good on them. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it is raining and cold. So first, rattle out of the box. The islanders are good people. We like the islanders. They like Paul. We like him. Let's just keep reading, though. Verse 3. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, a snake, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, this man must be a murderer. 
For though he escaped the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. Do you see how quickly things change? And I'm telling you, we go through this day in and day out. I'm probably guilty of this at times. I'm an islander at times. And if you're saying you're not, you're lying in the, in the house of God. But sometimes I find my very same self. What, what if, if, if I'm Paul, I'd be like, y'all just liked me. And, and so often, if he had the bait of Satan, if he stayed in offense, he'd have never gone on anymore with what he's about to do. He'd have constantly stayed a snake bite victim. Okay? And, and so, but Paul, listen, this is cool. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds again. And now they have considered him a god. Anybody know people like this? We're talking roller coaster friends. Do y'all have any of those friends where it's like, oh my God, sister, it's so good to see you. And then they're the ones writing about you on social media or they're the ones telling their friends, don't go over there, she's shady. Who's shady? Like you were the one that... And so we all have these people in our life that, that to our face, and when everything's good, they're good. Let something go a little astray, and all of a sudden, you're the enemy. You're a murderer. Let it go good. Things are good, and all of a sudden, you're a god to them again. I'm telling you, these islanders are nothing just like us. So this is cool. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Pope Publius. We'll just call him that. The chief official of the island, look at your neighbor say, he's a big deal. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. This is cool. His father was sick in bed and suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. He goes on to stay there three months and just doing Jesus stuff. See, here's the truth of the matter is the very same thing, Tim, that the world has convicted you of is why he wants to use you. The, the very same thing, uh, Chad told me this a long time ago. He said, the, the thing that we hate the most is normally what we're called to fix. The, the thing that the enemy has used against you, the divorce, the conviction, the failures, the, the mess-ups, the, the, the lack, the, the bad childhood, the, the mistakes and everything that we do, the very same thing that the enemy is convicting you of and the world and the islanders are convicting you of is the very same hand that God wants to use to bless the very same hand that Paul gets bit with the snake and is surely dead, he uses the very same hand to deliver the blessing. I'm telling you, God is no respecter of persons. What he did in Paul, he wants to do in us today. The thing is, you've got to be willing to... We're our harshest critics sometimes, are we not? We beat, our, beat ourselves up with shame. We beat ourselves up because of the mistakes that we make. 
Paul had every reason to do that. Every reason. Every reason. He says, of sin. He had every reason to say, I can't do this. Who am I to think, I, I can't do this. Now, now, here's the coolest thing with this story. Notice he's doing regular life. Remember what Pastor Jeff talked about last week? Just be rooted. Allow the fruit to be fruit. But as long as you're rooted, the fruit will happen. This is what he's doing. He's doing regular life. He gets attacked. Hear my heart. Young lady, he's not at... Don't be at the club and then get mad about the snake bite. Don't get mad about a bad relationship if you're searching for the wrong places and if you're looking for the wrong people. Because what happened is he's on his regular day life. He's just doing him. And all of a sudden the enemy does attack and he chooses to use it instead of becoming a victim. And, and, and so it's such a cool, cool story that God wants to do the very, very same thing. And, and I want you to hear my heart on something. So often the reason why we hate change, and I, and I want you to really process this because it's um, big. The reason why we as adults hate change is because we had too much of it as a kid. We came home and mom had a new boyfriend. We came home and the bills weren't paid, the lights weren't, weren't on. We came home, there wasn't food. We came home, something had changed, something had changed. You couldn't invite nobody over because you never knew what they were walking into. Never knew if, if daddy was drunk or if mama's high. Or, or these things that, that I'm telling you make us get to a point in life where all of a sudden we despise anything that's changed because you cried out desperately your whole life for consistency and, and, and so understand that the, and I get that and I, I totally understand that however what we what we end up at when it's like that we end up snake bite victims and we stay a snake bite victim see the the, the scripture here says that Paul does what to it He didn't wear it. He didn't put it in his pocket for a later day. Come on now. He, he, he didn't decide I'm, 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 I'm going to be a, a, a snake bite victim for life. No, he just went on doing life. And, 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 and in this, understand that in order to move forward, in order to take a new chapter, in order to read the next chapter, you have to forget the past one. You will never move forward. Your rearview mirror is smaller than your, than your windshield. And, and, and so he chose to make a change and go, I'm moving forward. I'll close your eyes real quick. I, Holy Spirit just wanted to do something kind of cool. If your husband's in here, your wife's in here, your fiance, I want you to just grab their hand real quick. For some of you, that was hard. For some of you, that may have been the first time you've touched them in two or three weeks. So Holy Spirit, right now, I want you to soften those callous hearts. 
We speak life where the world is calling for death. You will make it through this storm. You will make it through the snake bite. You will not be a victim of divorce. You will not be a victim of bad relationships. You will not be a victim anymore. Right now we speak a hope, an ability for them to dream again, an ability for them to have visions of what they're about to do in the next 5, 10, 20 years. Listen, you've been living day to day for months, maybe years, and the Holy Spirit right now is wanting to put in you a fresh start. You are not done. You are not your mother. You are not your father. Those curses that have tried to follow you are gone in the name of Jesus. Your kids will not know divorce. They will go to one Christmas and one Christmas only. You know what I'm saying? They will not be split up. They will not have stepbrothers, stepsisters, step this, step that. They're going to be that of a perfect union. We speak to that right now. Right now. Men, you've allowed so often, we've allowed our kids to run our houses. We've allowed circumstances to run our houses. And we keep shipwrecking. We keep shipwrecking. Men, I want you to say this after me. Holy Spirit, I need you. I want it all. I want all the gifts. I want all you. I will be like you. Women, there are no more shame. Some of you are dealing with shame right now. Understand that that shame has pushed you into a depression that you never think you can get out of. And it is a pure corner. It's a pure pit from the hell that we claim we know nothing about. But understand today is a day where there is freedom in this house. Anxiety must go in the name of Jesus right now. Right now across this room. Across this room. Habits. Addictions hobbies, things that we're watching, things that we're looking at, men, things that you put on your phone, things that, that, that are, are, are causing you to stray, we speak an end to them right now. Mm. Guys, doing something so special. So special in marriages and families today. Young people, as you go to camp, y'all stretch your hands out towards them. As you go to camp, I speak a, a fresh vision for you. For your leaders, I thank you, Father. This is a time of refreshing. This is a time to make up for what the enemy has tried to steal. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do this next year. They will not taste of the world. They will only search after you and you alone. We speak to those, that depression, that anxiety, uh, the, the self-mutilation that young people are dealing with validation issues understand you are validated through nothing but the blood of Jesus 
And I thank you right now. They begin to change things. They begin to, uh, to uninstall apps. They begin to uninstall the world in their life. And they begin to reinstall you in every aspect. Mm. Jesus' name. Amen. So how many of y'all ever been shipwrecked? I'm not talking about a real shipwreck. I'm talking about life has shipwrecked you. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about when you get the phone call late at night and they didn't make it. I'm, I'm talking about the, the phone calls that, that had changed your life forever. I'm talking about the divorce. I'm talking about the failures that we make. I'm talking about uh, the death. I'm talking about the bad reports. I'm talking about that. Have you ever been shipwrecked in this room? Just like Paul, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. He got shipwrecked, and he walked right back in Walmart. I, uh, Malta's nothing but a Walmart. It's nothing but a job place. It's nothing but a family reunion in this place. It's nothing but where we go every single day, and we do him. We grocery shop, and the snake tries to attack of gossip or lack or poverty or, or hate or bitterness or strife. The snake tries to attack when we're at our job place, and it's up to us to Taylor Swift that thing and shake, shake, shake it off. Because a hater's going to hate, hate, hate. Islanders, that's what they're there for. We, we done talked about we got islanders in our, in our, everywhere around us. We got islanders. And it's up to us to make a choice, make a change. And so when you step in there in that little snake of doubt, that little snake of unbelief, that little snake of pride, that little snake of, of life attacks, we have one choice, and that is to shake it off and keep moving. Keep moving. So often we get caught up in our failures because it gives us some identity. So often we get caught up in the things that have tried to bring us back and tried to bring us back. Today's not that day. I want to tell you something. He is bigger. He is bigger and as soon as you'll get that in your spirit you will start to see stuff change you will start to see the very same hand the very same life the very same family that everybody says wasn't going to make it the very same marriage that everybody had cursed the very same job that everybody said you shouldn't have took the very same thing as long as we'll find out what we're going to do how we're going to do it we're going to move we're going to be willing to change shake it off and keep pressing forward Can the worship team come up here? If you're on the prayer team, y'all can go ahead and make your way to your area if you need to. In this room, you're here, and I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're here. And, and, and I know we've got people here that find themselves in the, as the islander. Uh, some people find themselves in Paul and been through that. Some people know right now that you've been a snake. You've been a snake in some relationships. You've been a snake in certain areas. And, and, and so understand, in this time of ministry, there is nothing saying you can't pick up your phone and text somebody and tell them you're sorry. There is nothing saying that you can't pick up your phone and text your mother or your father and apologize. Hmm.
Young lady, that depression must go in the name of Jesus. I know what he did. I know the shame that it's caused. But he is bigger. I know the lifestyle you've been living, young man, but understand he is bigger. Father God, I thank you right now. We begin to speak into the hearts of those in this room and those that may be watching on TV or wherever they hear this. And I thank you, Father, that they know you have their life in your hands. We no longer count on the islanders. We no longer count on those that, that, that don't matter in the scheme of our eternal salvation. And so right now, Father, that validation that we seek in everything that we do be gone other than you. Anything that is not validation from you and you alone is gone this morning. The biggest change that we have to face is that of the old versus the new. See, a lot of people think that's just because of bad stuff, like, oh, I was a sinner and I did all these bad things, but actually it's just the opposite. A lot of times we say, well, I did, I mean, I went on a mission trip two years ago. I went on a mission trip. I went to Bible school. I, I, I've done these things. I've been in church my whole life. Change starts now. If you have lost your vision, you have lost those dreams in your life, you just kind of lost your way. If you'll just raise your hand for me real quick, I want to pray with you. You just found yourself this morning. <laughs> I just lost my way. I really have. I looked apart maybe. I just lost my way. I've shipwrecked. Father God, you saw those hands. I thank you right now. You begin to touch them with your love. You begin to touch them with only good things. Holy Spirit, fill them up. Give them gifts right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this room right now. We begin to look at what you're wanting to do in this whole congregation. For these warriors that are stepping out these doors in a short order. I thank you, Father, that shipwrecks and snake bites will not define them.